Brothers and sisters. Sup, sluts. Welcome to the Missionary Podcast. I'm Sadie. I'm Maddie. And this is our mission. Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. We're here. Oh my god. Sorry, I'm reading. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Everyone hold on Sadie's reading. <laughs> She's to finish Sorry. her chapter. Um, hello, Matt. Hi. How you doing? So good, so good. We've got some landscapers around. That's a busy sound day. It's a busy sound day. It's kind of exciting. You don't know what's going to happen. We're going to have a little bit of what's that noise. (laughs) (laughs) And if you get it right, you Venmo us. I was going to say, we are not giving anything away. What are we talking about today, Sadie? We're talking about... It's spicy. It's salacious. It's family planning. <laughs> Contraceptions. Fam- family planning. Is that that's the like what they call it? Yeah, I think it's not just Mormon. That's like a it's a thing. I know. Another like Christian way of talking about contraceptives. That's so funny because contraceptives are just for pregnancy. They're not for STIs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would just like to say that in middle school during health class in sixth grade with Mr. Hunt, the science teacher, because he was my homeroom teacher, so that's mm-hmm. who was teaching us health. Yep. They showed us a video of a bunch of kids singing with signs on the street that were letters and they would go a i d s it's not for me it's not for me oh no so that it's doesn't rhyme so it doesn't rhyme also like, that's like, more upsetting i think than me you're skipping so much information what is it? <laughs> there's a lot of information <laughs> we know how to spell it and we know it's not for me Mm-hmm. That's pretty much where it ends. That's I don't remember anything else about the video, so nothing else stuck. What is it about humans that need we need a song to f- comply? There needs to be a song for anything to comply. When you're I raising kids, you're like washing your hands, you get them wet. Like it's like a whole. <laughs> you have to be like, this is what it looks like. We <laughs> need songs. I mean, you know, I need songs. <laughs> well, there. That's how we remember shit. I would like to know psychologically, like, what is that? Why I, do we remember songs more than I we think, remember Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to make a stab in the dark. Mm-hmm. When you make anything fun, people will do it. Mm-hmm. That, if you, I mean, that is true. If you I will make do it anything fun. fun. Yeah. I mean, Glow in the dark dating, sign me up. Sign me up. Like exercise, right? Like everyone knows your body needs to move. Mm-hmm. But when you're thinking like, I got to go do this thing. But when you're thinking, I want to go to Zumba, and I'm going to shake it to Pitbull with a bunch of middle-aged women, that sounds like a blast. I mean, it is a blast. Yeah, and then the necessity becomes less of a necessity. We used to go to Zumba when I lived in Provo, and then afterwards we'd go to Cafe Rio, which if you know, you know. And those two things are, it's like, one is mildly enjoyable for your body, and one wreaks havoc on your body. And we just go from like, <laughs> we go from one pleasantry to. Well, it's all about enjoyment, isn't that right? If anything, if it's fun, the people will run. That's why ribbed condoms <laughs> are all the rage. <laughs> why? Are they more fun? Are they more fun? I don't actually know. I've never actually I used would, a ribbed I condom. Would, I don't know anyone who has. Please DM us if you have any information about ribbed condoms. It seems for her pleasure. That's what they always say, right? It's for her pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's enough friction down there, honestly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if it was for her pleasure, it'd vibrate. You know what I mean? Do you remember the first time you purchased condoms? No, I don't remember. But... 
I you I've talked about this many a time. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult sometimes to get a person with a penis mm-hmm. to put a condom on it. So when I realized mm-hmm. that, because I think for a while I was naive enough to think that they would have a condom. Yeah. Because also I'm doing all the other work. I'm taking a fucking pill every morning to make sure I don't get pregnant. And if I skip a day, I go fucking bonkers. And if you do it every day, you might get blood clots in Right. Day. Like, they, <laughs> yeah, truly might might kill us at some point. Um, and I was naive enough to think, oh, it, it can't all be on the person with the uterus. Mm-hmm who's interacting with a penis to make sure that... It kind of is. I mean, And it just is. It's really frustrating. But you know that's like 50% of all pregnancies are unplanned. That doesn't so surprise me. It's like, a, it's a split, it's a split thing. So half of these people walking around are accidents. Which is how I'd like to phrase it. But, and you said it the other day, I said something along the lines of, People should apply to have children. This should not just be a... You can't just be a parent. And you said, men should be born. They should have vasectomies. And then when they're ready, they should apply to have the vasectomy reversed. And it stuck with me because you were possibly joking. I was joking, but also I'm... I'd be open to hearing arguments affirming that, <laughs> honestly. Because that's what's... I Yeah. Sorry, but pregnancy comes from ejaculation. I should have looked up the actual study, but they did... They tried a male birth control option, mm-hmm. and they had to halt the studies because men had, like, headaches and stuff. And it's like... Oh. <laughs> Literally, oh no, Maddie, they had headaches. Classic. But if they had headaches, how could they... They have to do... They have to go to work. I know. They can't function with a headache. If they're chopping down trees, <laughs> they can't have headaches. Chopping down trees. And they're going to the office. They have to pack their briefcase. <laughs> they can't have headaches to I, take the train into the city. So... It's, <laughs> Truly, I also picture just, quote, man as, like, a suited... It's like a Don Draper-ish Yes, with a briefcase. Yeah. (laughs) Coming home and being like, I had a headache. Stop everything. I actually saw a TikTok, literally, sorry, I am now this person who says I saw a TikTok. Never, never apologize. Thank you. This guy had a a period cramp simulator or something and it has like, wait i need to watch this yeah i'll send it to you i don't know who put the time and money into creating this product but whatever necessary yeah and for he, like study. you put like the little pads on your stomach or whatever it sort of reminds me of those like heart machines kind of yeah they're like um it's like a little sticker thing yeah. mm-hmm. and it attaches to this little machine and you can turn up the level and level five is supposed to be average period cramps or whatever level 10 is labor and this start him on 10 literally let's go this guy could barely get to five and he was like he was in so much pain and he was like y'all just live like this and he like tried to make eggs or something (laughs) With it on level two or something, and he like couldn't do it. So, oh, it's validating. It's validating, and it's one of those things I have weird justice feelings about. Of like, I will hold this over your head forever. And it's also the same thing of uh, catcalling. Like I've told you this, I for justice want to verbally assault men all the time because <laughs> just because it just seems appropriate. She's kidding. She's kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, have I kidding. have I told you the best cat call I've ever received? No, what was it? I was walking with a friend and someone looks at my friend and just goes, "She ain't ugly." Oh, <laughs> like, wait, hold on. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. You're going to catcall me and you're not even going to pay me a really good compliment? <laughs> yeah. How dare you? She ain't ugly. Like, okay. Thank you for the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just wish you could just be honest with these people. I had someone catcall something. I can't even remember what the intro was. I should have written it down. And then I kept walking and then I heard him go, oh, she's alone. No! <laughs> and then he ran to catch up with me. It's like the music video of, uh, Hey, pretty babe. What's that song? Make me feel. Yeah. That music video is just a model walking and Michael Jackson walking alongside and like singing to her. This man thought that's what we were doing. So brutal. So, so I was walking and he was like, you know, Hey, yo, wee! They should invent. Maybe we'll invent it. Mm hmm. Like a floating blow-up doll that you can, like, hold the hand of that looks like a person. What's that? It's no way any floating blow-up doll looks like a person. If you like my idea, (laughs) send a DM. You know, until then, Maddie, I'm just going to verbally harass men. Hey, you! What color are your nipples? What color are your nipples? I could get worse. Everyone knows you're joking. <laughs> um, okay, I have a question. Yeah. Do Mormons even acknowledge contraception? You mean family planning? Family planning? Yeah. Um, so it's not as intense. I think in Catholicism, right, you can't... They've changed some of this recently, but for a long time it was no birth control of any sort, right? Mm-hmm. In Mormon culture, you don't need anything. You don't even need to see a gyno until you're getting married. That's why you have that first visit that we've talked about with the men are microwaves, women are ovens. Oh, yes. Because that's your first real encounter with, like, vaginal health. Mm-hmm. Because up until that point, you're not doing anything. Once you're married, family planning is encouraged. It's a commandment to have children, first and foremost. So, y'all better try. But it's also a commandment to fuck like fucking rabbits all the time. <laughs> no, af- no. After marriage? After marriage? Yeah. Not necessarily. Okay. Your sex life is kind of actually between you and your spouse. There's an element of like, actually on the website it says, it's between you, your spouse, and the Lord. Hmm. So well, The Lord is always... <laughs> It's never between anyone without the Lord. Yeah. They're meant to be private decisions made between the husband and the wife and the Lord. And that's how you decide what type of birth control you're going to go on. Because once you're married, you're not really thinking about STIs, STDs, anything like that, because both of you are virgins. So that that level of health is off. Like, that's mm-hmm. not even considered, really, culturally, ever. You're really only thinking about pregnancy. Right. Usually the women go on birth control, kind of out of comfort for the men, you know, you kind of get on, you get on the pill and, or the ring, which I don't know if you've heard stories, but I've had friends who have had crazy reactions to every form of contraception. Oh yeah. A lot of my friends have had surgeries, like emergency surgeries for their IUDs. Oh dear. Scary stuff. Like I'm not talking about like six people I know. Okay. Out of how many people do I know with an IUD? Like 10. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that many people with IUDs. Do they all go to the same doctor? Because I know a lot of people in the IUD and they're chilling. Well, okay. So then there's some counter information, which is good. Sample size is a little larger. But still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with condoms, I don't think they're ever preferred it's like something that you have for your well of course not for your first week of marriage it's like a you might pack some condoms on your honeymoon if your birth control hasn't set in at that point because you know it takes three months and sometimes engagements are shorter than that mm-hmm. you might get engaged and get married in two months so mm-hmm. the if you're on like the so nuva short. ring or whatever it is which i've had a lot of friends like go insane on that <laughs> like feel like somehow the hormones or whatever it's, it's interesting because it's progesterone and estrogen and these things are tricking your body. And there's so many intricate details that I still don't know about. And it's wild mm-hmm. that your doctor and the world are like, just take this thing and we'll figure it out along the way. <laughs> I'm about to be done. I have the arm implant. Mm-hmm. Do you have? 
I take a pill, you take baby. The pill. You take the pill. Been taking a pill every morning since I was like fifteen. <laughs> oh, it's such a. You, do you have an alarm? Do you just remember? I haven't done anything every day since I was. I know. I used to have an alarm, um, but then I would just silence it. So I just take it when I wake up. It's at a slightly different time every day. But listen, love it. I'm not fucking perfect. Plan Plan B is my plan A. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh no! I'm just kidding. I have <laughs> taken Plan B like three times, and you know what? Every single time, guess who's paid for it? Me. Anyway. Maddie. Maddie. I know. You can't be playing for paying for Plan B. And not be finishing in these scenarios. I know. No. It's no. your time to shine. Trust me. It's not going to happen ever again. It's your time I mean, to I might take plan B again, but I won't be paying for it again. No, you call someone and put us on speaker and I'll just say, <laughs> you pull out your wallet. It's time. Actually, I don't know that I can take plan B again because you're not supposed to take it more than like a certain number of times. See, and these are the mysteries. That right, that we, they don't teach us. They exactly. don't. And thank God for the internet. This is, the, I, do you I know, know, I, I know. want to meet Mr. Google, I think is his name, and find out how many people are just like Googling vaginal health I know. stuff. Because well, me know, personally, I've been like, what's this about? I know. <laughs> so many times. You know, I, my dream of creating a comprehensive sex ed website, but now TikTok is like, kind of providing. there's a lot of experts on there, although there's a lot of misinformation but like there's a lot of accurate information but I, I also think about everyone and their mother has fucking HPV because yeah. um every single person has HPV everyone has HPV because I want to do this without using like binary language mm-hmm. people someone if correct me if I'm if I'm doing this wrong that AFAB people assigned female at birth yeah. tell me what that is okay. um they experience symptoms with HPV and it can lead to cervical cancer but a MAB people assign male at birth mm-hmm. I I don't have like symptoms they don't ha- yeah yeah like HPV doesn't affect them yeah and so of course penises just be spreading fucking HPV all oh, over the place giving it and giving it because they're not getting tested mm-hmm. in the same way mm-hmm. anyway Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then you go to get a pap smear, and they're like, we got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> you have some... Because HPV in a woman... in a uh, On someone with uh, a uterus? Yeah. Is that is that right? Okay. I don't know if it's just uterus. Listen. Uterus learning, havers? Uterus, uterus, uterus havers? They don't tell you it's HPV. They tell you they're precancerous cells. Right. And even if you've been vaccinated for HPV, it's only for a certain strain of it. So, like, y'all, just be getting tested. Be using fucking contraception because that shit is rampant. And, (laughs) yeah. I'm laughing because it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And then men don't want to put on a fucking condom. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. I'm was talking to norm about this he was shocked that people will fight about condom usage that there's like a there is pushback it's like well, people do that i'm like you got a good one <laughs> yeah that's like the standard of people going like oh it is I, the, I mean in my sample size it has been the standard yeah but you've had some good you've had well that nice guy i talked nice about man. yeah that nice man. that one nice man <laughs> such a nice man <laughs> It all ties together because I guess the Mormon culture thing is STDs, STIs. Can I say STDs? I feel like STDs are culturally accepted, even yeah. though STIs is technically correct. Yeah, I don't The same know. way Mormons, we're calling Mormons Mormons. They prefer to be called members of the Church of Jesus Christ oh. of Latter-day Saints. Well, that's and they, good to know. They prefer to be called LDS. But culturally, everyone's kind of accepted that Mormons is slang. So it's I not see. necessarily offensive. It's just like incorrect, but mm-hmm. not offensive. And the church has gone back and forth on it. There was a short period of time where they were like, we are proudly, happily known as Mormons. And then they go back and they're like, no, we really worship Christ and want to be connected to that as closely as possible. Sure. So we are members of the church, Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. Well, that's really good to know on or, episode 11. Or LDS people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was but, like, Mormons this, Mormons that. Well, that's kind of what I mean is I there's an element of cultural slang yeah. that I've definitely been definitely been using and it is kind of culturally accepted mm-hmm. as slang because right. it is some shorthand so it's not necessarily offensive 
it's also kind of how in the church because things are so binary for shorthand it's uh i've been also using men and women very interchangeably well especially because the church uses like it's very binary yeah i just say sti because that's like the more yeah so i'm like okay i'll do that well so those things are never really top of mind that's one of the benefits of being chased and uh, saving yourself C-H-A-S-T-E, for marriage. C H A S T E, not C H A S E D. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> being both, honestly, uh, honey. There's a lot of benefits. Because if you're chased, you're being chased. You know what I'm oh my saying? Gosh. That's with why can't no have. one's chasing. <laughs> <laughs> We're taught this in like the women's groups usually. So in Young Women or Relief Society, which is the name of the groups, uh, depending on the age that you are you're given lessons and part of the lessons are like one thing you don't have to worry about as an obedient daughter of god is unplanned pregnancy and stis and these other calamities that might might befall someone who's sexually active you don't have to deal with that so it's such a such a relief i did have some member friends in high school who got birth control for acne or hormonal balancing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and they just weren't really like public about it. It wasn't. Uh, but that was there was no like th- that was okay. It was okay. It just wasn't. And there's not even a real stigma. It just was. You don't want to be talking about it if mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You mm-hmm. don't want to be flaunting that you're on birth control because there leaves kind of this open door implication of are you sexually active? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you would say. My friends would say. I'm on birth control, but my mom went with me. My parents know, and it's for my skin or whatever. Not sexually active, not at all. You know. Yep. Yep. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty backwards. Also, that we, again, assign sexual activity to vaginal penetration. You know, because literally. Not to scare everybody, but you got to be concerned about oral. Uh-huh. You could get STIs from... Yes, you very much can. And we don't got those dental dams no. anymore. <laughs> well, I've never even seen... What does that look like? I'm Googling it. Yeah, what is Google a dental it. dam? Um, it sounds like something that existed in the 50s. Also, this is reminding oh. me of... It's a piece of cellophane. Yeah, that you use... While you're, it's basically a condom for your mouth. I want to know if anyone has ever used one that I've. I think probably some older people. I think it's like. I would love to talk to someone who's unwrapped a dental dam. I the only reason I feel like I know about a lot of methods of contraception is because we did a sketch where we did like the Bachelorette, but it was methods of birth control i've seen this it's wonderful and like i didn't know what the fuck a diaphragm was i think now that we're talking about it i'm like it's pretty backwards we like we learn about i at least i did i feel like i was taught what these things were before i was taught how my body kind of works yeah and so the thought of a dental dam was like i don't even what the hell and also the um What's the what is the one that you just said? Diaphragm. Diaphragm. Mm-hmm. No Sponge. way. No, I don't know what that is. I don't even know what's going on. Okay. So you're like those things are terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like also, the pill is definitely the least invasive of those things, even though you have no idea what's in it or lit- but how like, it affects is it. it. The least invasive. I would actually argue that it's the most invasive. I think like physically yes yeah but i think if you like don't know what your body yeah. is doing and you kind of don't know how things work you're like i'd rather take a pill than figure out what a sponge is supposed no, to that's do. actually very true we aren't taught about different brands and types of condoms we aren't taught about lube and like obviously we could go on forever mm-hmm. about this but we're not we don't we don't get taught about pleasure we don't get taught about anything other than avoiding pregnancy and yeah. certain stis and like yeah. that is all we're taught yeah and then we still we clearly don't do a good enough job because there's mad fucking stis all yeah. over the place and yeah. there's a lot 50 percent 
of pregnancies of are unplanned. People walking around are accidents. So. Yep. 50% of you are accidents. I would also like to say that the first time I had reproductive sex, the next day, the guy texted me and said, oh, you're on the pill, right? Ooh. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, you probably should have thought of that before. <laughs> I've actually had a very similar experience. Like so many times, like, you're on the pill, right? Like I, the number of times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. In in the church, abortions are, so this is actually fascinating. Love, by the way, to talk about abortions. It is a topic I will mention at every dinner. And I'm like only partially kidding because I really do bring it up. What? I'm just remembering my dream the other day. Oh, (laughs) yes. Do you want to tell everyone your dream? Just really quick. I had a dream that I was in, that I was hanging out at one of the like Christian all girls dorms at University of Michigan and I got an abortion in the bathroom and then a nun came in and she was comforting me and she goes, you are a beautiful family of one. <laughs> I wanted to text that to you, Pastor. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck that came from. I think inside, <laughs> you're a beautiful family of one. I can't get that sentence out of my head. Sorry, like, continue. Bless this nun abortion. Well, I just love, I love talking about them. <laughs> love it. But in the church, it, it's surprising what you still love. Like, about. what a topic. Yeah. To, <laughs> like, I love talking about TV and movies. CD there's a couple. There's a abortion. couple high-intensity, divisive topics that I actually enjoy mm-hmm. bringing up. But the church actually says that they're officially pro-life in the exception of cases of rape or incest. Oh, they they're, so they're okay with abortions in those situations. In those situations, there's like it's interesting that there's nuance to it because in so many religions it's like literally never don't think about it ever right. ever, which is interesting to have That's that really little there's nuance. That's mm-hmm. what it is to their stance. Within the church, the culture is very much about motherhood. And so mothers have a very strong feeling about it and mm-hmm. members of the church even in need of a, an abortion or where it might be an option will opt for adoption and so the church actually had its own family services for adoption for a while which i thought was interesting too because the conversation of abortion is usually between uh legalizing them and make and criminalizing them essentially yeah and i thought it was interesting again there's nuance here the church is like we are pro-life in the sense that we want families to be made and children to find nice homes. So if the pregnancy is unplanned, there are people who might benefit from this. So for a while, there was a thing called LDS Family Services. I think they were dissolved into another organization recently, but I actually know people who put babies up for adoption through LDS Family Services. All that to say is like, while the topic of abortion outside of the church is like, it's my right to have the option mm-hmm. within the church. Most of the women are like, I don't, I don't ever want that option. Well, I, I will always carry a baby to term. That tracks when you've been. Sorry, what? <clears throat> indoctrinated. When you've <gasps> been, when, when you've like been told that it's bad. Yeah. Since you like, that's. Yeah. Of course. I do not to go too far into my favorite topic, but I do appreciate just not the one-sided approach to it. And I feel like adoption and family support is something that's often forgotten in the in the conversation of abortion. Sure. Because you're well, like, well, the individual, we, we are so with lacking in rights for the individual that mm-hmm. that's the main fight. But there's often other auxiliary support that I feel help women in general too. Right. Well, yeah. I do. I mean, I think that a big issue with people who consider themselves pro-life is that many of them are pro-life until the baby's born and then they don't give a fuck about life. Oh, well, and that's where you come to like, with anything, right? Are you dealing with like the symptom of a, of a maybe need or are you addressing the needs early on? And it's like, if children and teens have a need for contraception and health education, education 
and you're not addressing the need and you're just dealing with what happens without those things. Right. And like teaching people not to um, take advantage of other people so that they... Well, (laughs) consent and help are their... You can't separate the two. Right. Right. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. (laughs) Again, my favorite topic. I don't consider myself an expert in any, by any means, but I do enjoy the the discourse. Oh. I also enjoy the discourse. (laughs) So the church doesn't acknowledge STIs at all. Really? It's not really addressed in any of the educational information is there any i guess if people are the monogamous and not having sex until marriage like yeah so the sti epidemic affects the mormon community in the swinging community through the swinging community so that culture (laughs) that old thing that old thing can kind of circle around but Mm -hmm. for the most part it's very few partners and not a lot of information on it I guess mm-hmm. is really what it is there's also such a stigma with STIs too that I can imagine that people are hush hush about it yeah and when it comes to like the family planning side is a lot of those things like different sexual partners different sexual experiences because sex is related to creation which actually I don't think we've touched on this yet is a lot of women in particular it's it's taught culturally that you know your children are affected by your decision and your children are actual like identifiable souls waiting in heaven waiting for you to find your mate and Mm. and create them which Mm. is why it's between you and the lord is because only you and your husband and the lord can pray and figure out how many are waiting for you and so the idea is like some families pray and are like we've got there's three more. I know I know that they're waiting. I know they're waiting. And are they usually right? <laughs> well, I mean, if you get pregnant three more times, then yeah. This reminds me of the Joseph Smith, the or is it Joseph Smith? The angel came to yes. me and was like, you need to take yeah. wives. Yeah. I love the idea of some someone out there being like, I prayed on it and we're supposed to have three more kids. Well, so this is a thing. When I was at BYU-Idaho, there's like a a line that was going around. I know someone who had this delivered to them was guys who would introduce themselves to you would be like, I prayed and I I see you as like the mother of my children. Like I think you're. I had a revelation. Like you can I mean, kind that of... would get me. That would get me soaking wet. I'm sorry. <laughs> it really would. Like a stranger coming up and saying, "We need to well, procreate." Essentially, maybe a hot about one. <laughs> well, and there's always the rub. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I have friends who like. That's so intense. I know, and I have friends. Who... <laughs> yeah. You're thinking about the souls that are waiting, which does add a level of stress with the decisions that you're making. So you're kind of, of like... Of course. And if you... The pressure. The feeling... I used to worry that they could see me doing things. I was like, are they watching? The spirits of your children. Yeah. Like, are they watching? Don't look at this. You know. Yes. I, as I'm... That's like... Viciously masturbating. Oh <laughs> Just viciously. Kidding. I was trying to pick a really aggressive... Well, you did. Adjective. Okay. You, you, you picked a good one. Violently. Yeah. That is rough. a lot to yeah. take on. It's a lot of... I'm so sorry that I just... <laughs> that gross um, thing. But yeah. it's interesting. And I also have actually heard versions wow. of this from people who aren't LDS. It's like you have friends who are just spiritual in any regard and they do feel like they were matched with the soul that, yeah. they, that they were meant to be matched with and, and things like that. But Well, sure. I mean, that's definitely a narrative I think that's adjusted and sort of applied in a lot of places. But yeah. This is why it's hard is because the church does not exist in a vacuum, mm-hmm. but they there is a level, I say they and I say we sometimes, it's interchangeable. Mm-hmm. There is a level of autonomy and there's social services that are really strong within the church. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for the church to consider themselves part of the world. And that's why the views politically can sometimes be insane because they're like, well, amongst ourselves, we take care of this. 
right? So a lot of Mormons are extremely fiscally conservative, but are paying 10% of their income to go towards social programs that take care of other Mormons. Fast. <laughs> like, we, there's... Oh, that doesn't... There's social... Track. Pro- you can get free health care. You can get free... Okay, but then food. the thing is, they're not fiscally conservative then. All of this is controlled by the Lord. So, <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Joseph Smith actually established a form of communism while he was alive. We brushed over it really quickly in, in, in seminary. It was like the law, it was called the law of consecration. And it was the idea that you gave everything to Joseph and then Joseph distributed it back to, back to the uh, community. Interesting. And so it was like a, a way of making everyone taken care of. And also, I think mm. probably, you know, if Joseph was alive today, it would probably be the thing that funded his Ferrari, maybe, you know, <laughs> like, some of those have you seen any of those like pastors with sneakers pastors with sneakers this is a thing if you look it up there's like youth pastors in the south uh-huh. who are wearing like very expensive shoes oh. and very expensive yeah. watches anyway there's always been a form of welfare especially to take care of children women and children mm-hmm. that's why the views on like how contraceptive should be handled in the world and abortion should be handled in the world is very different than how they feel it should be handled like among themselves interesting very interesting <laughs> you know anyone who who might right. be anti-welfare i'm right. very quick to be like have you ever been to the bishop's storehouse which is where you go to get welfare distributed and uh like my mom when she was a single mom went to the bishop's storehouse a lot and they just mm-hmm. provided food and diapers and i mean that's pretty great everything yeah that's... so it's pretty great interesting and how did i get there from contraception well it's all very it's all related isn't that interesting it is Mm -hmm. sexual health education is related to every other item on the agenda (laughs) that we may have it's definitely like a common denominator in a lot of it just areas i wonder how people are managing this on their own because i'm not a parent but I have a lot of friends who are parents, a lot of family who have children. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how are you going to manage this knowing that the public schools and most private schools aren't necessarily tackling this? I can't think of a place yeah. that's like, we've got the ideal sexual education program. Well, no, that's uh, that's why this has been something I've wanted to do for a while. It's like, make one. Mm-hmm. Well, because also like our sexual health like what we're taught in schools I mentioned this I think in our very first episode it's like I even even coming from a a liberal suburb still there were like a bajillion holes in my sex ed education and it's super heteronormative and it's super like shamey and mm-hmm. we don't talk about pleasure at all I, I don't know anything about my own body really Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. or I didn't yeah until I took it upon myself there's also like so much patriarchal bullshit tied into it too Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I guess a theme in this ep is the fact that it's the it's on the person with a uterus yeah to to make all of the contraception decisions and they socialize us to be to not have agency and they socialize amen people to be you know whatever free of consequence yeah and like so of course if they don't want to use a condom we're like okay yeah it's a lot of uh i think a lot of positive change in them in recent years though i think we might be dealing with like a different generation you know you keep referencing tiktok and that spread of info and i really do think there's a lot of people going into the world. <laughs> yeah, I just hope I only get a very specific side of TikTok because the algorithm understands who the I algorithm am. Algorithm understands. I all think of there's us. probably a really dark side of TikTok mm-hmm. that I don't get to see. Yeah. You know what? We're starting a TikTok. How about that? We are. I don't know what will be on it, but we'll start a TikTok. <laughs> mm-hmm. It might be us making songs for you to comply and teach your children about consent. It's fun. That's our first one. Yeah. I actually, a Mormon woman I met 
couple months ago. Speaking of, I was like, you know, did what I just said of like wondering how people are tackling it with children. Because that's one thing. It's hard to even teach myself sometimes mm-hmm. what's what proper sexual health and all that stuff looks like. But she was reading her daughter's Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. which we all know. Do you mm-hmm. know that one? Mm-hmm. And at the end, she made it so that Sleeping Beauty woke herself up because she thought it was love creepy it. that a man just like stole yeah, a kiss. So in the end of the book, she goes, my daughters think that she wakes herself up. And Good. Out of her own will, she just wakes herself up and then everything moves on. That does send an unrealistic message about comas. <laughs> but also, so do all teen dramas because everyone's in a coma at one point yeah. and then they wake up magically yeah. after having a dream about... No, no. Anywho... Um, all yeah, dramas. I love that. Did you want to talk more about your... No, I've said all I need to say. Have you? I think so. You know, I already said I've taken Plan B like three times without <laughs> <laughs> paying for it myself. Mm-hmm. That's pretty mm-hmm. fun and flirty. Mm-hmm. Have you ever bought a pregnancy test? No, actually. <laughs> Our producer Shannon has bought approximately one million no because i have never been worried about that and then got to the point where my period didn't come i think i've taken like three pregnancy tests and two of them were like logistically impossible like there's no way and yet i was like you never know i would just rather be like out of sight out of mind if i don't get my period when it's supposed to come we'll fucking deal with it then but i'm just gonna pretend that i'm not worried about it that's fair. I mean, I'm sure that half the times I took plan B, it wasn't necessary, you know? I did have this one encounter that does apply to what we're talking about, but I can't tell if it's too vulnerable to share or not. But I had met a young, gentle lad from Tinder, and we had gone on a couple dates, and I was thirsty. I had had a previous relationship and a hard and I was like, it's time to just put some ground between me and the last um, peen I had met. Mm-hmm. And so this man was very tall and he was very confident and he was kind of arrogant, you know, just my type. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had this like, like we didn't have a lot in common and I really wasn't worried about it. I was like, let's get some sushi and I'm going to take you back to my place and... <laughs> Give you another type of fish, honey. <laughs> okay, disgusting. But we started fooling around, as I like to say. And as things heated up, there was not any chemistry. It was so uncomfortable. And the whole thing was just like, I was like, kind of like, what's next? Like, this is weird. Like, maybe it will get better. Maybe it will get a little better. And I, at this point, didn't have the language to say, like, so this isn't working. Mm-hmm. let's just go get some in and out and call it a day. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we don't need to, whatever. But I was a little younger and very in a state of desperation. I was like, you're, we're going to sleep together no matter what. And, uh, Hey, we've all been there. But he goes, we're in my bedroom. And, um, I said something like, do you have a condom? And he goes, yeah, but I don't, you know, I don't know where my pants are. You know, it's dark and I don't know where my pants are. And I said, okay, well, I have one, like my side table's right here, and I'm an adult lady who Love has it. some nearby. And um, that aren't expired. They weren't. Yeah, they surprisingly. Love it. I reach for one, and he goes, "No, no, 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 no. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll get mine." And I was like, "Okay." So he goes, and he, like, he's like, "Oh, I can't." As he's getting it, he's narrating how difficult it is. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> oh, I don't know where my. Oh, I, can't, I hate him. I can't Sadie. tell. <laughs> And he pulls out his wallet and he's like, oh, I don't know. And then he's not on top of me, but nearly in like a position where we're very close. And he's like, I can't, I don't know how to, it's really hard to open. Fumbling with opening it. And he's like, oh, it's really hard, really hard to open. And I'm just like looking at him like, and? Like, I'm good, like, okay. And he I goes, he goes, and I quote, can I just stick it in? and I said trash and I said this is almost exactly tone and delivery I said no 
No, just, you can't just yes stick no. it in. Had he said, can I just rock your world? Maybe I would have been like, hell yeah. You know, but no. And I'm just kidding. I, well, <laughs> that, was, that was an obvious joke. Yeah, but also Hopefully. like, if you're not, if you're going to fight on using a condom, at least do better with like your energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the note. If you're going to fight on using a condom, at least do better Be with your energy. Be irresistible. No, I'm totally kidding. So he was like, can I just stick it in? I said, no. And he goes, oh, respect, respect. I respect that. I was like, thank you. Thank you so much for deigning to respect me. I was like, what? Was this a test? Yes. I was like, what kind of circle is this? Oh my God. I really don't like that person. Again. Give me their full name and phone number. At that point, I should have said, it's time. It's time to call. Well, it. we learn from we learn from our past experiences. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ooh, that really gets me fired up. I know. I know. We've co- we've covered. It really gets me fired up. The 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 thing is, I will say, like, I know it's a common theme for me to talk about how the men I sleep with don't like using condoms, but it is a lot of the time because I went through a phase where I was sleeping with a lot of men when we were wasted and they had whiskey dick and it's just harder to use a condom when you've got whiskey dick. So really it would come down to like, they couldn't use a condom. Mm. So we, it's like, we can't have sex if you use a condom. And, but then how good is the sex if you force it without it? Well, right. I also like, I got to a point obviously where I snapped out of it and I was like, honey, we need to account be better. for we need to account for pleasure. Yeah. But I wouldn't do that anymore, but like I definitely there was a period of time where I was like, okay, fuck it. <laughs> just Eyes stick crossed. it in. Yeah, just stick it in. Um, but that's not I'm not proud of that and I'm I've evolved past that. No, you know what? I we hope. learn from the past. Exactly. We learn from the past. And we move forward. And speaking of moving forward, the new segment do you want to do the honors? <laughs> it's called Truth or Milk. <laughs> and, and it's... I don't know if any of you know the popular hit game, Truth or Dare. It's, <laughs> it's like Truth or Drink. Yeah, it's but drinking it's, it's, it's just you take a shot of milk yeah, if you don't want to answer of, the question. Instead of a strong drink, it's milk. So you get the option. I will ask you a question. You ask okay. me a question. We yeah. will both get the option to either... <laughs> Shoot some milk or answer the truth. Incredible. Also, dairy, it's not necessarily a friend to all. No, it's it's so, a strong drink of a different sort. Yes, exactly. Well, this doesn't feel extreme to me, but I think it might feel extreme to you. Okay. Okay. How big is the biggest dick you've had inside of you? <laughs> Yes. Norm, plug your ears. <laughs> um. Okay. Wow. True. I want milk. girth. I want length. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm She's gonna, gonna shoot I'm milk. I'm actually gonna do She's milk. She's gonna shoot milk. I'm actually gonna do shot of milk, honey. <laughs> wow, you really did find it. I didn't think I would shoot the milk. I'm wow. shooting the milk. Everyone, she's shooting the milk. It goes down thick. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Truth or milk? Truth. Okay. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm preparing myself to the limit. I forgot because that's how you play the hit game. It's very hard to ask Maddie questions about her sex life that she's not willing to share. The one that she might not is if you had to have sex with one of your friend's partners. Who would it be? I, and I, why? Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, first of all, that's such a good one. It's so good. Um, however, I don't know that I can answer that. So I'm going to take a shot of milk because okay. I couldn't possibly say it out loud, even though I know the answer. Wow. <laughs> Shannon just mouthed it to me. Shannon wow. provided the question and the answer. And I'm taking a shot of milk. 
Okay. Wow. So we're just a milk drinking house. I really wanted one of us to answer, but I am gonna ask. I that's a possibly. really good question, though, uh, that Shannon came up with of the which one of your friends' partners would you sleep with? And it's why. just no good can come out of answering that. No, but I'm no, no good. I am gonna really to see who I can get to answer that question. I'm sure there are people that would answer. I would I would answer that question easily off the air. You know, True. but we can't have it for posterity. True. No way. True. If you'd like to know my answer, <laughs> Venmo, Venmo me. We um next pod, we will have a guest actually. Yeah. And I'm very excited for it. We'll me learn too. about the Cult, the Mormon culture surrounding being an, being a gay man, a Mormon gay man, and the culture and the fun and the not fun <laughs> that comes along with that. I think it'll be really the interesting. The dark and the light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. That'll be great. Well, I will also say, speaking of the, having a guest on next week, if you have a perspective that... Mm-hmm. Sadie and I don't have on the church or on sex or whatever reach out to us because we're we're trying to have more voices involved totally we've talked about this but I've never talked about it on the pod I am working with a licensed therapist one of my friends who's a transitioned Mormon as we'll say a straddler a straggler a pioneer <laughs> she's a licensed therapist and we are working together to put together like a an approachable guidebook to returning to your own faith and intuition so for people specifically in the mormon church who might be going through a faith crisis as they call or experiment experiencing doubts this guidebook is meant to be a resource to a lot of those people who i do hear from in different stages of tackling the experience of a faith crisis what that means for relationships what that means for self-worth what that means for all these things so we've put together a guidebook and so we did a large sample size of different level mormons people who have experienced faith crises and these are the things these are the common things so so awesome not extremely comedic but it is approachable and it's a good resource i think it will be a good resource i think there might be a few people listening who actually would really enjoy these each stage has its own challenges and so yeah, I'm glad to have a, a thing avail. Great. You can see us when you see us. Freshman's always. That's what it is. <laughs> and she now, forgot to sign off. Go touch yourself. <laughs> the Missionary Podcast is hosted by Sadie Blasucci and Madeline Sharton. And produced by Shannon Egan. Original music by Madeline Sharton. Please like, follow, View us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Missionary Podcast or visit our website, missionarypodcast.org. That's right, we're an org. <laughs>